Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. We are back once again with the Pro Wrestling Spotlight presents True Hill Heat 75 on Ooh, this edition. Damn. Right? I know. I know right? Damn. 75, are you sure? Yes, I am. On this edition of uh, True Hill Heat, we're going to be discussing uh, Drew Gulak's contract with WWE expiring, him joining the long list of WWE superstars no longer with the company in 2020. We're going to be talking about the Twitter war between Leo Rush and Mark Henry. Of course, we got to break down week 32 of the Wednesday Night War with all the ratings and what we thought was the better show for the week. But, unfortunately, we have to start the show with a little bit of somber news. Of course, if you are among the wrestling world, among the wrestling community, among the wrestling family, we had a very, very tragic uh, loss this week. Uh, Chad Gaspar, uh, the former WWE superstar, uh, one half of the... uh, WWE tag team known as Crime Time, probably one of the more popular tag teams from the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, Chad was caught in a riptide on uh, Sunday after going for a swim uh, with his son at Venice Beach. Uh, Lifeguard and rescuers uh, went to save him, and Chad instead pushed his son to safety, basically getting the rescuers to save his son from the water. The water engulfed him from there. Uh, It was a couple of days of searching among uh, rescuers as well as the police. But unfortunately, his body was found around 1 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Uh, Chad leaves behind his wife, uh, Selena, and his son, Ari. Uh, We want to send out our deepest condolences and prayers to Chad's uh, family and especially his friends among the WWE community as well as outside the WWE community. Miss Chrissy Love, I'll kick it over to you first. Of course, we got to introduce my co-host, Miss Chrissy Love, the princess of all the True Hills, our resident True Hill alcoholic, top guy JJ. But I wanted to get this out in the open. You don't want to kill the lead, but we got to talk about this, guys. You know, remembering such a great superstar who really went out as a hero, went out and gave up his life for his son. So we got to talk about that first. Miss Chrissy Love, your thoughts? Um. Again, my condolences and prayers go out to his family. Um, 2020 sucks, yo. Sucks ass, man. Like, this year, like, it's just, not just with Chad. It's just like a, it's just a whole thing. Just throw it all in the trash, yo. Um, it's so sad. And he did, like, you did what any parent would do. is what They would save them their child before they, they even care about themselves. And that's what any parent would do. And, and it's unfortunate that he... he he went out as a hero. Um, he saved his child's life. He wanted to make sure that his child would still be here. Sad that he's no longer here. He's going to be truly, truly missed. He is such a sweet guy, and I'm truly going to miss him. And it's unfortunate of what happened. And uh, again, my prayers and condolences go to his family. Top guy, JJ. This sucked. Like this, this, this. We always this is this sucked. I mean. Yeah. Cause he he was he was one of the guys, mm-hmm. like he he was just one of the fellas. Like if if you didn't know about his his character, his mystique, or what he was as a WWE superstar with the with, with Crime Time, with his partner JTG, him stepping outside of his WWE career, still keeping his name himself very relevant, still looked great. Mm-hmm. He he, you saw him. He was just one of the fellas. 
he was literally just one of the fellas and he just connected with anybody that he touched like that it was mm-hmm. he was such a gem for for us wrestling fans when we went to any type of like when you go to shows there's always somebody that stands out at being the coolest dude that you met it might not have been your favorite wrestler but they have been the coolest person and he was one of the coolest like most easygoing guys you'd ever meet for somebody being such a star and he was just such a a good guy, and it, it's like there's times where it's like you want to ask why, but it's like we know that you know that 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 he he asks for him. It's his time, and it's we never want to question it. But there's times when you're like, damn, like why him? Why? Like, yeah, you know. And it's th- this sucked. Like this sucked. Just like as SP just said, just you know, our def our deepest condolences for sure. To his wife and 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 little girl, like it was like, oh my god, like give me what else? What else is like you know? What else is gonna happen this year, man? Like, it, it, what else? Like, <laughs> I mean the 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 bright side of all of this, like we've all said, is that he went out a hero. Like he gave up his life for his son, and we can all we can do is really honor him and respect him for the the decision that he made and giving up his life for his son because it's very much honorable to, in in that fact um mm-hmm. being as i met uh chad around the wrestlemania 35 uh weekend got to interact with him at the bullet club block party as well as uh at uh legends during a viewing party for wrestlemania 35 got to do all those promos against him honestly it's probably one of the best things I've done since I've started doing the podcast, the YouTube channel, is being able to interact with him, JTG. Uh, of course, we've had Glenn Ford over on the YouTube channel as well. So, you know, the whole reason that we've been able to connect with someone like him is because of Chad. So mm-hmm. we owe a lot to Chad. So we want to give our deepest condolences, our prayers to his family, to all of his friends. And definitely, we're going to say a prayer for him tonight. And this this definitely, this episode, True Hill Heat 75, is dedicated okay. to Chad Gaspar. All right. Wonderful. Let's and cheers I, to him, guys. Cheers. cheers. And I need to catch myself because I was in like severely deep thought of my own. Um, I, I accidentally said girl, and I was just in such deep thought with mine <laughs> that it transferred my knowledge for like a split second. So I apologize about that. It would just uh it, it's a hard moment. This is something hard to 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 talk about. And as you said, going out a hero, it's like you wouldn't have it any other way, but it's like, why? Yeah. Hey, wouldn't have it any other way. Like, sorry to start off the show with a little bit of a somber note, but we had to address it. We had to get that out the way. But yeah, you had no choice. We, I was our guy, man. I was our dude, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was our dude. But for the viewers, we are here to bring some light. There has been a lot of talk about tragedies, whether from the past or even the present, like we just talked about. So we are here as your wrestling family, your wrestling friends, to put a smile back on your face and talk about all the wrestling that keeps us interested, that keeps us loving this business. So, of course, like always, before you do anything, consider this your reminder. Push that like button, push the subscribe button, and stay notified for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. And of course, put your comments down below because we love to interact with our viewers. So, 
We got to start off every True Hill Heat as we always start off with our True Hill Roll Call. Once again, we are talking to you, the viewers, the supporters of True Hill Heat, all of our subscribers here on YouTube, as well as on Anchor and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Our top three conversation starters from the True Hills group page is coming in at number three, our New Japan aficionado, James Wims. <laughs> Now, after weeks, after like 20 straight weeks, we have a change to the top three. We've what? been they, they, no. have shuffled, they have shuffled the order. Coming in at number two is the Negro Buck, Nick <gasps> Jackson. No. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. So you get on the show and now you too big to start conversations <laughs> on Now you come on by request. I feel you. I feel the strategy. Huh. But you're gonna you're gonna laugh because of the person who is number one because oh, he doesn't even have that much time because he's always on this YouTube channel it seems especially this week the host of the Romeo Report the co-host of True Rewind our number one conversation starter on the True Hills group page is Romeo Anthony Cologne. Wow. wow. <laughs> he kept talking about wow. like, like he's a reporter for fuck's sakes and then he <laughs> spent the entire week on podcasts. Nick, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, Nick. You got to get it together. We're, we're, we're calling you out, Nick. You were on True Hill Heat 73, and now you're number two on the conversation starters. Come on, man. Yeah, he, he's starting to become too heavily demanded. He's becoming yeah. too heavily demanded. We need you back, man. You know where you started. We need you back. We need you back there. And a couple of True Hills, we got a shout out. Armchair John from the Armchair Bookers podcast. Jason Goodman. Alex mm -hmm. Owens are one of our OGs from the True Hills page. Uh, Tom, Tom Walter Hartnell. Uh, Daniel Carey. Nathan Terry. And a couple of our YouTube subscribers, we got a shout out. Azen Bo. He had a lot to say about The Undertaker, The Last Ride review. Uh, apparently, he agreed with me a lot during that documentary and during our review. And... So, so you guys know, it, uh, we need you guys to go out there and like that video because that's one of our most unliked videos ever. I wonder why. What? People love my opinion on The Undertaker. But it's also one of our most viewed videos. Uh, so we want to thank you guys who went out and uh, checked out that Undertaker The Last Ride ep Chapter 2 episode review. Over 600 views within two days. So definitely want to thank you guys for your support on that one. And B Mills is our other YouTube uh, subscriber that we got a shout out. So what we missed over on SmackDown with the Lynches. That's up right now on our YouTube channel. Uh, Chrissy and, and the Lynches, you guys had to talk about WWE's attempt to ruin Otis. How did you guys feel about that? I was say you have to watch the video because my house loves Otis. So I, they I, all your house loves Otis, but Otis is the genuine good guy. Why? He really is. Why did Otis have Mandy come down to the ramp? Distract Braun Strowman so he can act like he was about to attack <laughs> Braun Strowman in the back. Otis Dojovic, who, who, <laughs> who, who can't even attack a fly from behind, is gonna attack Braun Strowman. I don't. I couldn't tell you. He was just like, "Oh, my bad, Big Daddy Braun." That's his name now, Big Daddy Braun. Big Daddy um, Braun. <laughs> <laughs> a joke. A joke. Yeah. A joke. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. 
Over on Raw, Drew McIntyre beat King Corbin in the first matchup of the brand-to-brand invitation. And as he prepares for his next matchup, he will be versing Lashley at WWE Backlash. Edge versus Randy Orton was made official. And yes, it will be the greatest match. The greatest wrestling match ever, 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 ever. Um, I I love the sound effects, friend. Got to, got to, got to. He's tagline, Joe. Like they loved them. They loved the taglines. What can you say? I don't know. Uh, Austin Theory is out of Selena Vega's uh, group, but now he is a disciple of Seth Rollins. Great move. It was. It was. I was like, I was like, this is an awesome move. This makes more sense than him in the Selena group. And then uh, Kevin Owens, he returned to Monday Night Raw as well. Uh, NWA Carnyland debuted this week, and it introduces a whole new lineup, a weekday lineup to NWA's YouTube channel. And then Dark Side of the Ring, uh, there was, we got to, you got to check out our thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring, the final days of Owen Hart, the season two finale. It is me, Chrissy Love, as well as Top Guy JJ finally joins us for a season two review, as well as number one conversation starter, Romeo Cologne. We are all up on there, so definitely check that out. But we can tell you that did get the highest ratings of season two and the highest rating of any show ever on vice with 349 wow. for that episode. any show on vice even Jesus Amaro? wow yes uh the highest rated show in vice history the highest rated episode of season one or season two for dark side of the ring And we got to get into our top news our top news story for this week is another Another addition to the long list of WWE superstars that have left the company in 2020. We've started off with, uh, I think it was Luke Harper. Luke Harper was one of the first uh, superstars. We then had Broken Matt Hardy. We had The Revival. We had the long list of people that were released on Black Wednesday a, a number of weeks ago. And now we can add to the list Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak's WWE contract expired over the weekend. He's apparently, uh, you know, the latest superstar to join that long list. He just competed on Friday Night SmackDown against Daniel Bryan in a very good competitive matchup, a part of the Intercontinental title tournament. Apparently, the whole issue between him and WWE has to do with money. Drew wanted a raise, which WWE could not meet, uh, of course, during these these, uh, current times. Wrestling Observer did report that the contract negotiations between WWE and Drew Gulak are not a dead issue, so they may continue in the future, but for now, he is no longer with the company. So, yeah. Top Guy JJ, we'll kick it over to you first. What are your what are your thoughts on the sudden departure of Drew Gulak? Unfortunate. Like, I just I find it to be unfortunate because he was, he was you know, he's, he's been with the company for a number of years, and he wasn't really that relevant, especially when the Cruiserweight Classic started and all, you know, these other little tournaments was going on with the Cruiserweights. He really started to get some 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 momentum going over the past year or so. Like, he's really been stepping his name up, his game up, his wrestling. His his promos have been actually way, way underrated. His, he's been delivering some pretty stellar stuff. And he's starting to get some steam. So it, it's kind of unfortunate to see somebody on the come up not, you know, get what they feel they deserve because he's going to be somebody that's going to be very interesting on the market. Like he's going to be, he's going to 
gain a lot of attention because his potential hasn't even been tapped yet. Yeah. Well, how about you, Miss Chrissy Love? You got to see his final matchup in the <laughs> WWE on SmackDown this week. Um, like JJ said, um, we just now starting to see what Drew Gulak can give. And it's unfortunate that, you know, he is a star. He's a good wrestler. And um, it, I'm sure they'll probably try to get him back. If not, the other, you know, someone else will try to s- swoop him up, which will be a great, a great thing on their end because he's a good wrestler. And he can give killer promos, as JJ said. So it's unfortunate I was, you know, intrigued to see where else he would, would be going. Um, the whole thing with him and Daniel Bryan was cool. That match he had on Friday night was great. Um, however, it's unfortunate, and I, and I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope that, you know, maybe he can find what he needs on, in better pastures. If not, then he'll, you know, come back. But, you know, we'll see. So where do you guys see him going next? <sighs> hmm. I've heard I've heard people say the rumor that we'll talk about, you know, we're going to talk about at the end of the show, the AEW double than nothing full card to you guys. We're going to break down the whole card and give you our predictions. And a lot of people, are, a lot of people have been saying he might be the last entrant in the casino ladder match on Saturday. I wouldn't be mad at that at all, to be honest. So it would be a good move for him. They would use him. He's a technical wrestler, so they would definitely be he'd be able to be used over there. JJ, where do you see Drew going? There's a small piece of me that feels that I think that he would still try to rework it out with the WWE because I still think he's got unfinished business there. But I think he's going to probably try to get a short-term deal with AEW in the meantime because I think he's just out to get some money right now. And I think he needs, yeah. to, fulfill, he needs to fulfill a contract and he needs mm-hmm. to get paid because he's been underpaid his whole career. I don't see him going to to AEW if his uh, goal is just to be there short term before he goes back to WWE because I don't see AEW making that decision. If it was someone who was like in talks with like a New Japan or ROH, it's more and more likely for them to bring them in short term for that before they would go back to WWE. I don't see them trying to help a w- a guy that's a l- on the lower end of the WWE card to come back with a little bit more momentum, but. I can see, I can definitely see him in AEW. He's the type of guy that would fit, like Chrissy Love said. Um, so, one person before we wrap this up, you would like to see outside of WWE, Drew Gulak go one on one with? Outside of WWE? Yep. Hmm. MJF. Ah, okay. Okay. Mm. I think that would I've be been, a great. I've, match. I've, been, I've been having my eye on a match like this forever. <laughs> him, and, him and Zack Saber Jr. Oh, that's, that's a good. One. That's one that's happened before. I know in Evolve because they both uh, came yeah. up in the Evolve system, but that's one that would definitely be a great one. Uh, I would say Drew Gulak versus Minoru Suzuki. Wow. Gulak is hard-hitting, Gulak is technical, and ain't nobody more technical and hard-hitting than Minoru Suzuki. Nice. Everyone's Everyone's favorite Japanese grandfather. (laughs) And that's the unfortunate thing with Gulak is because he's become so well-rounded. Like, he he is such an unpolished finish. Like, he's still a diamond in the rough, I feel like. He definitely is. So we definitely wish him success and hope for for the best outside of WWE or even back in WWE. 
We got to move on to our next topic. Uh, This one is a very interesting one. It has to do with the Twitter machine as Leo Rush and Mark Henry go at it in a Twitter roar. On Twitter this week, uh, Leo Rush, who has done a number of different uh, interviews as well as podcasts, addressing his time in WWE, as well as his beef with Mark Henry in regards to his comments about Leo on Busted Open Radio. This was back when Leo Rush had his... uh, Backstage uh, rumors about him having uh, heat backstage with officials. Uh, Basically, Mark Henry said that he went up to Leo and basically asked him if he need any help. And Leo just said, nah, I'm good, basically. And said that he didn't need any help and kind of blew Mark Henry off. Even though he Uh... did need help because he had heat backstage. Leo took to Twitter this week to address the rumors and to get his side of the story out. Mark responded on uh, Busted Open addressing his issues and discussing his uh, conversation backstage in WWE, which caused this whole rift between uh, Henry and Rush. So do you guys think that Mark Henry was wrong in addressing his private conversation on the radio show Busted Open Radio with him and uh, Leo Rush? Because that kind of feels like that's the spark to this whole issue between the two men. We'll start off with uh you miss chrissy love so leo is mad because a conversation that was had between him and mark henry mark spoke about it on a podcast is that what it is well basically he started uh disparaging him saying that uh leo lied to him and that leo basically uh leo rush basically at the time was complaining that he wasn't getting paid enough that he didn't have money for like his uh travel and stuff like that and uh like Mark Henry basically told him to stop whining and uh, when he was on the radio show, as well as telling about the private conversation that they had backstage. I mean, if someone is trying to help you and guide you, I mean, it, it's, it's something that, you know, you could have, you know, try to like heed message from a legend that knows and understands the whole premise of what you're doing right now. And it's been in your shoes. Um, it's unfortunate he shouldn't have maybe spoke about it. It's like, you know, it's like pillow talk almost. It's like, you know, we had a conversation. Now you're like telling everybody. So maybe Mark should have like kept this conversation disclosed. And Leo has the right to now give his his perspective and what happened. Because now you, you've basically spoke out about our conversation. So now you're, you're giving me leeway to now give out how I'm feeling. Like, I'm good. And I guess that's what Leo was, you know, basically telling him. Uh it's unfortunate. I mean, Mark probably should have kept it shut, but hey, that's what ratings are for, I guess, huh? That's what radio shows are gonna happen on. <laughs> so what about what about you? What about you, JJ? I think it's just more of annoyance. It's really yeah. annoying because it's um, you know, there's there's not obviously we we have a limited amount of of African American wrestlers. There's not that many, and then you know you kind of confide, you know. These conflicts, it's like now it's we don't got that many in there. Now the brothers are conflicting against each other. And it's like <laughs> yeah. it, it's like anything that they can get their hands on to, you know, feel like, you know, it's like cause we gotta be at a better standard than the standard to mm-hmm. to, to to make it in these places. And it's now it's like, oh, now it's two brothers that don't know how to act. It doesn't it kind of <laughs> it's like I don't even it's like I don't even care about who's right or who's wrong here. But I, I obviously the opinion is Mark Henry should have just you know, he's a, he's he's a part of the media now. Yeah, he's a member of the media, so he's gonna talk about conversations that he had, and that's the thing that the young wrestler like Leo Rush needs to start to understand because Leo Rush is still in his twenties. 
So, you know, he's a young kid, so he's not going to be in the same field as Mark Henry when it comes to just knowledge and what he's going to do with that that conversation. So, like I said, it's just unfortunate on all sides. And why it has to be two brothers, I can't stand it. It's just beyond me. Like, it's freaking annoying. Well, it just has to do, like, went on a whole campaign over the week, kind of just going on Twitter, talking about how, like, the older uh, black black wrestlers in wrestling don't always, not are not always supportive, and they try to, like, keep you down, and he feels like Mark played a, a role in the, in the reason why he's no longer with the company. Mm. And, and that's the problem. And now, even if it's true or not, people are looking for all, any kind of clout they can get. So if they could get their hands on a story and then, you know, give us less opportunities to make it here. Like, we don't have that many people in the business to begin with. And then now here's here's another potential dark cloud over it for the most unnecessary fucking reasons. Yeah. But Mark Henry's in the job of media and Mark Henry needs to understand that he's in the job of the media as one of the very few black men that is in the media for wrestling. That's all. That's also true. So, do you guys think that they can come to any type of resolution in regards to this, especially with considering you know everything that's going on in the world, everything that's going on in the wrestling community, especially this week? Do you think they can come to that resolution? Um, I, I'm sure they they can. I, I mean, it's unfortunate that we have two brothers, and you know. Get, getting the knowledge that he can get from this person would have been beneficial, but I guess he didn't see it that way. He sees it that Mark was trying to come for him, maybe. Who knows? But I, I would hope that they can get, you know, get to a common ground and, you know, talk about it and, you know, get back together and just do this thing, you know? Support our black wrestlers. Fact. <laughs> I think only for the cause of all, if they meet in person. I don't think this can. I don't think this can happen over text messaging or phone call. I think they have to see each other in person oh, and hash it out. <laughs> I think they gotta hash it out. Like I think they gotta hash it out. Like they're not gonna be able to. One is too egotistical and one is set in his ways. Obviously, so I don't. I don't think that a conversation or text is gonna do it. They gotta mm. talk to each other. Yeah, man. I can agree with you guys there on that one. So hopefully they come to some type of resolution because especially with what we've known about this week, as far as like the wrestling community, we got to stay together, especially us of color. So that's that's what's annoying. That's just annoying. That's that's why it's just annoying. It's it's life. And that's the wrestling business. Yeah. Week 32 of the Wednesday Night War. This is the time of True Hill Heat. You guys all been rating for where we give you the ratings for the Wednesday Night War between WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite. We give you the ratings for the week. We break down what happened on both shows and we tell you what we thought was the better show for the week. So, for week 32 of the Wednesday Night War... Chrissy Love, you want to do a drum roll again? Sure, I was about to. AEW Dynamite with 701,000 viewers to WWE NXT's 592. Not surprised. This is actually the first time that NXT is under 600,000 uh, viewers in a number of weeks. Uh, AEW won in the 18-49 key demo as well. On WWE NXT, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai battled it off in the main event. They had a very good match, which of course was ended by another 
crap finish with Charlotte Flair getting involved. Uh, Riddle versus Timothy, <laughs> Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher for next week uh, in a cage fight. That's going to be very mm, interesting. Yeah. Killer, uh, Carrion Cross. I'm sorry, Killer. Uh, Carrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa, as well as Finn Balor versus, versus Damian Priest for Takeover in Your House. Yeah, she's very excited for the Takeover in Your House. She didn't want to talk about last no, week. No, 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 no. no. I'm excited about in your house. I'm excited about that match. It, 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 it's oh. a match. It's a match on the show. Just saying. Whatever. Ijo Del Fantasma <laughs> beats uh, Tozawa to win Group B, and Jake Maverick ties things up by rolling up Kushida in Group A of the best. I of thought the he was fired. What is the? F- I'm confused. Next of week, course he, of course he does. Next week it will be Drake oh. Maverick versus uh, Jake Atlas versus Kushida in a triple threat match with the winner winning Group A to versus Helio Del Fantasma in the finals of the best of the Super Cruisers. I'm just confused. AEW Dynamite. It was a night of injuries galore. Oh my God, yes. Dr. Britt Baker goes down with a knee injury. Phoenix hurts its hip. Matt Jackson has bruised ribs or torn cartilage on the go-home Dynamite. Phoenix wow. versus versus Orange Cassidy, as well as Sammy Guevara versus Broken Matt in very fun matchups. Moxley yeah. breaks uh, number 10's arm, trying to get back <laughs> his title from Mr. Brody. And the Young Bucks and the longest clothesline in the history of professional wrestling as Hangman Page runs 100 <laughs> yards in cowboy boots to give his buckshot lariat to the inner circle in <laughs> return to AEW Dynamite. So, we'll start off with you, Miss Chrissy Love. What was the better show for the week, in your opinion? Um, better show, I mean, neither show was great, but better show was AEW for sure. Um, they had to send off to get a powerful show for their upcoming um, pay-per-view, which is Saturday, so they had to go with the wheels like rolling really fast. Um, it's unfortunate that so many, it sucks that so many people got injured on last night. Um, I was like, damn, like once you saw Brad, you know, I was like, damn, like they, they can't get a, like what's going on. But the ending of the show was great. Classic. Loved it. JJ, how about you? What was your, what was the better show for the week in your opinion? I was a little bit back and forth. Um, listen, I'm just saying when you start NXT off with that entrance, they already got the leg up on the show to begin with. Like, yeah, that's best true. entrance, best entrance in the game, and then it kind of goes downhill from there for NXT. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> can't start off that good and then have subpar shit throughout. I definitely go with AEW again. Another yes, fun show. Like AEW just feels like they're just they're just they're just clicking on cylinders right now. Like they they just they just they just got the wheels rolling. They got the ball moving. And they're just firing, like they're firing. It's, it feels like a good wrestling product. It just feels like a fun show. Like this is what you're supposed to get on a weekly basis. It's fun shows, compelling story. And NXT's just not doing it for me. Like they're just not. I'm not connected with NXT. Like it's something that's just not doing it there for me. Like the matches seem decent. That ugh, I, I don't even want to get into that Velveteen Dream elbow drop that was double cut and triple cut. <laughs> to make sure it look, to make sure it look good on Adam Cole, like, oh, come on, man, like you guys can't even do move. Like this shit is killing me. Like NXT is just not my vibe right now. Killing your vibes, uh, friend? 
all day. It was, <laughs> it, it was a little closer for me this week than the last couple of weeks. Uh, NXT was a good show, in my opinion. I liked the uh, Drake Mavericks versus Kushida match. Uh, that was my favorite match of the night. I loved the everything about the Karrion Cross, Scarlet, Tommaso Ciampa segment. The match put over Karrion Cross. The promo segment, Tommaso Ciampa. That's the most he's put over anybody. And yes. but Tommaso, Tommaso Ciampa does do a great job of putting over his opponent so it means mm-hmm. something when he beats yeah. them but he did a great job of putting over carry and cross in that promo so mm-hmm. i loved everything about that uh i really i really I love that Charlie, um opened the ring for him she was, he was like you sure <laughs> <I was like, laughs> that was great i thought that was awesome to be honest I really liked the the main event between Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai for two women that this was their first time going against each other. They went out there and had a very good match. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was very upset with the shit finish because Charlotte Flair, you should be smarter. Don't you know when your two top contenders have a singles match and you interfere, you're just setting yourself up for a triple threat, you idiot. God damn it. I hate when I hate when heels are stupid. So that just pissed me off a little bit. But other than that, I liked NXT a lot. But I'm getting them the edge to AEW. Uh, I would say NXT had my vote for this week until that final segment. Until that final yeah. segment, Sammy versus <laughs> Broken Matt was probably Sammy's best performance best in ring. Of, of AEW Dynamite's run. Uh, he just went out there. He showed babyface fire in that match. And I love the fact. I talk about it on the All Elite recap. You could definitely check that out. It's probably up on our YouTube channel right now. And I talk about how the whole match. Had to do with the fact. That last week. Sammy Guevara had the best sell to the twist of fate ever. So <laughs> they basically said to each other backstage. This is how the talk went before the match. Sammy. You probably did the rock stunner cell to my twist of fate. How about we make the whole match about you taking the twist of fate? Literally a minute into the match, Sammy reverses the twist of fate. Then Sammy takes the twist of fate. He rolls out of the ring. Then mm-hmm. he takes another twist of fate. He kicks out. Then he takes an, then he reverses the twist of fate. Reverses again. Yeah. Reverses again. Mm-hmm. Then he finally gets another one, and that's the end of the match. Just perfect storytelling. It was Broken Matt Hardy's best match of his best one-on-one match that I've seen of Broken Matt Hardy in quite some time. Showed out in that matchup. And then the post-match, AEW, they have a thousand percentage when it comes to go-home pay-per-view segments. They just know how to sell you on buy the pay-per-view. And this sell was, this stadium stampede is going to be insane. You need to buy the pay-per-view because you just saw a man run a hundred thousand <laughs> yards in cowboy boots and just did a clothesline. Like, Hangman Page got me hyped for the pay-per-view. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad the Young Bucks are back. AEW wins for the week. They're not doing any type of social distancing at all at AEW yet again. They have a crowd there. It's like the only thing that's hey. close to having something entertaining to us. I feel like I think that's why Jim Ross clearly said that. I think that's why Jim Ross clearly said that everybody's been tested. <laughs> I, I, I know you're not talking about social distancing with your man Dexter Loomis being Mr. Anti-Social Distancing, cuddling other men. No, whatever, friend. Dexter fucking creep. He's a creep. Wow. He's a creep. He might have the worst music in the entire NXT. <laughs> like, good lord, that shit is awful. Creepy Loomis. 
Listen, I don't know. I can't tell you. And then shout out to AEW for also sending their condolences to Chad's family as well. Both shows yeah. did a great job at that. Both shows yes. did a good job at it. Both shows. So I got a you know NXT opened up the with the little with the with the picture vignette and little mm-hmm. mention. Yeah, they both did a great job at at making sure that his name was exactly. Bravo to both of them. Yes, I guess we got to show our respect to them for doing that because that was definitely a nice thing to do for Chess family. Uh, so WWE news uh, last week tonight. With John Oliver addresses and heavily criticizes both WWE and AEW for running empty arena shows during the pandemic. You can check that wow. out. That's, that's over on YouTube as well as on HBO On Demand. Uh, the Undertaker's new deal with WWE, which started in April 2019, is reportedly a lifetime deal. For 15 years, which will allow what? The Undertaker to end his career with the company whenever Wait, wait, wait. Why? Wait, wait, no, 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 hold on, Chrissy. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> on him being, like... No, I want to hear SP3's comments on the Undertaker's <laughs> lifetime contract. He's going to be at WrestleMania until 2035. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand. have a match at WrestleMania 50. <laughs> yeah, he will. You know what? Just As old as he will, he'll go... You hope be in a damn wheelchair if you have to be there for Vince. Like, 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 I can't even go in right now. Like, I wish like JJ agreed agreed with a lot of our fans when we first started doing this podcast. But literally, I told all our fans when we started doing this podcast, they was like, "Oh, he's just coming back for one more match at WrestleMania 34." I was like, "No, no, he's coming back every year." You're an enabler. If he comes back this time, he's going to keep coming back. He's going to keep coming back. And literally, when we're doing the review for Chapter 2, me and Romeo both confirmed that Michelle McCool literally said a line that I said, that it's a vicious cycle of the Undertaker. He's like the recycle. So he's good. like the recycle. He's like the recycle triangle. <laughs> Shit is going to keep pointing. Because <laughs> when he has a great match, he's going to have gas left in the tank. When he has a bad match, he has to have another match. When he has a yeah. decent match, he can be better. When... <laughs> like, it just doesn't... I can't wait to see chapter three when they talk about that bullshit ass, ass um, match they had with um, Triple H and Sean. Because that uh-huh. real. That was tr- that was garbage. This, this we are, be a fucking nightmare for SP. It sounds like they're going to be honest about that. So you can check that out. We're going to be doing our Chapter 3 review this weekend. So definitely check that out up here on the YouTube channel. And if you haven't already, if you've gotten this far into this podcast, into this video, push that like button. Make sure you're pushing the like button. It helps the YouTube channel grow. It helps the YouTube algorithm so other wrestling fans can check out this True Hill Heat content and push that subscribe button for more True Hill Heat. But yes, other WWE news, the brand-to-brand invitation rules oh, have, have been revealed. Superstars are allowed on other brands only four times per year. Four times. The symbol of excellence. Four times a year. What? Only four times a year they are allowed on other brands. Uh, Impact. Oh, wait, 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 Who the wait, fuck wait, is going to keep track? Right. Right, like I'm confused. So it was like, if Nia Jax goes to SmackDown once, so she and then she only got like three more chances to go. They didn't have a chart. Yeah, they, right. literally said, they literally said that when Charlotte was on SmackDown this week. They said she only has three more times she can be on SmackDown this year. That that went over my head. I was I I don't know. I, I 
Sorry. So, okay, this is what we're here for. This is what the news yeah. section is here for. We're here for so, to, so, to fill in the blanks for stuff that you missed. So will Friday count as her number two? Yeah, I guess so. Because she has a match for Bailey. Yep. Because she has two more times for the year. They they're gonna they're gonna change it again. Just yeah, that, that's not that's not even happening. That's let's just cool. stop. Let's just stop. Let's just stop. Let's just stop. Impact Wrestling News, uh, Michael Elgin moves on in the number one contenders tournament, uh, defeating Sammy Callahan on Impact. Check out Chris G and Mary Jane with Blunt Impact this week, where he reviews the whole thing. Uh, Carl Anderson announces that he and Luke Gallows will no longer be using the too sweet sign now that he is no longer with WWE. He doesn't want to promote it because it gives WWE money, apparently. So, fair enough. Two, All right. Two? Really? Yeah, because they own the that, symbol. That, they own that. Yeah, that they yeah. own that shit. Yep. That's NWO, baby, for life. Exactly. Damn, son. So finally, we got to end off this episode of True Hill Heat, True Hill Heat 75 with AEW Double or Nothing. It's been one year since the inaugural pay-per-view for AEW uh, double or nothing in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, this year won't be in Las Vegas. It's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. Empty arena style. We're going to start in at the buy-in, the pre-show, at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, May 23rd. The buy-in is going to be main evented by a number one contenders at AEW tag team title matchup, as it's going to be Private Party versus Best Friends, with the winner getting a shot at Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, the AEW tag team champions. Who you got? Private Party or Best Friends. Private Party uh, has been away during this whole quarantine, but they have had their own feud on BTE with Hangman Pussypants Page, as they call him. <laughs> and, that, and Best Friends have honestly, in my opinion, been the best the best act in AEW since this whole empty arena uh, format has started. They have kind of, they are kind of the act that you would think would not be able to translate in an empty arena that has kind of elevated their act even more. So, best friends versus private party, Miss Chrissy Love. I was going to say private party. Private party for this one. I like it. I like it. Top guy JJ. This was, this was my, this might have been the hardest one to call. Yeah. Um, is, I'm 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 gonna lean towards best friends for this one. I think I think the best friends got to get that push that they haven't received yet since this company started. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's a good I'm, one, friend. I'm gonna agree with you. Best friends has the momentum, and I believe that they are gonna have a great match with Private Party, and they will also have a great match with Hangman and Kenny Omega. So I'm going for the best friends in this one. Mm. Next. Next up, we got the main card, the pay-per-view card, just announced. This was announced this week on the Sean Spears Network. Sean Spears has challenged (laughs) Dustin Rhodes to a one-on-one matchup. Sean Spears has been basically taunting Dustin Rhodes ever since he got eliminated from the TNT Championship Tournament and uh, taunting Cody as well, saying that he let his his brother be attacked by Lance Archer and be murdered off. So, Sean Spears versus Dustin Rhodes. Who you got in this one? Top guy, JJ. can't believe this was literally, I think, Sean Spears' best promo since he's been a professional wrestler. 
<laughs> like this shit, this shit was this shit was fucking awesome. Like he 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 broke the news that Dustin retired and challenges him to a match. Yeah, like, <laughs> troll game was on a hundred. Going to business for yourself. Yo, Tom troll game, troll game was on a hundred. So I'm yeah. definitely going with Sean Spears to pick up a big pay per view win here because that promo was money. What you got, Christy? I'm I'm definitely going with Sean. Um, Dustin will be able to like de- give him a good match and put him over, and um that that promo that he gave will definitely make him like go over very good. So Sean, I just always feel like Sean Spears is always going to come up short. Ever since I I predicted him to win at All Out versus Cody, so I'm going to go with Dustin Rhodes in this oh. one. <laughs> yeah, he he ain't, he ain't wrong for going with Sean. I'm with Dustin because Sean has. Has he's 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 let us up here and just bam done. <laughs> I mean, so you know, hopefully it's different this time. So unfortunately, the main card is down one matchup. I don't believe Doctor Bra- Breaker DMD is gonna go one on one with Chris Statlander. So we won't do our predictions for that one. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, guys. But we will talk about the Casino Ladder Match, probably one of the more anticipated matchups for this Saturday, as it's gonna be Darby Allen versus Colt Cabana versus Orange Cassidy versus Phoenix. Versus Scorpio Sky versus Kip Sabian versus Frankie Kazarian versus Luchasaurus versus a mystery uh, participant. This is going to start off with two men in the ring. Uh, at any moment, any man can climb up the ladder to grab the chip that gives them a guaranteed shot at the AEW Championship uh, title. Uh, but every 90 seconds, a new participant will join the fray until all nine men are in the ring. So. Who you got in this one, the casino ladder match? Who's going to be the number one contender for the AEW championship? I'm going going with Darby Allen. Your boy, Darby. Yep, that's what I'm going with. He'll probably move against John Moxley, but you know, that's what I'm going against. Top guy, JJ. Oh, man. I see a curveball happen, and I wanted to go Darby Allen so bad with you. I really, I, I, I want it to be Darby. You want it? Okay. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling Fresh Squeeze is going to luck his way into this oh, title match. God. I would love that. <laughs> I am going to go. I was going to go with Phoenix before he won his matchup on Dynamite against. Orange Cassidy, I really want to say that it might be the mystery contestant, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's a reason why we got to see these vignettes, and the one thing that I know with AEW, there's symmetry, where something happened before which didn't really make sense to you, mm. but it makes sense in retrospect after they do something, so I am going to call it here. Scorpio Sky wins the casino ladder match. He just did those vignettes, hyping him up. Uh, John Moxley just went one-on-one with Frankie Kazarian, the number one contender for the AEW title, just beat Christopher Daniels. The only member of SCU that hasn't jobbed anytime soon is Scorpio Sky. So Scorpio Sky, I think, is going to win the casino ladder match. Okay. I would tell you something. I would tell you something. (laughs) I would love to be wrong on this pick just because of the Scorpio Sky and like I would love it. Like love, love it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So next up, we got one-on-one. This one is one of the more anticipated matchups as well as it's two of the young stars of AEW going at it as is MJF going one-on-one with Jungle Boy. If you haven't already, I will say for Chrissy Love, for Top Guy JJ, and for you watching at home, one of my biggest disappointments with AEW Dynamite this week is that on AEW Road 2 Double or Nothing on their YouTube channel, they have one of the best. MJF promos hyping up this matchup. MJF is sitting in a in a throne. He talks about how how Jungle Boy uh, has fooled the fans. The fans think he's so humble. They think he's so nice. But he comes from a rich family. He comes from the family of Luke Perry. So he is just <laughs> like MJF. Except MJF is honest about the scumbag and the jerk that he is, and Jungle Boy is just lying to the people. It's one of the best <laughs> MJF has cut, so go out your way and watch that. But this one has got me hyped for this matchup. Who you got? MJF versus Jungle Boy. Top guy, JJ. Oh, my God. MJF all the way because MJF is going to be the hero. <laughs> like MJF, he's gonna be a hero for the liars. Like, yeah. like, like, like you listen, live your life and stop lying. Like, yo, he's here to save us all, and yeah. he's better than us, and we <laughs> all know it. He saved us from the lie. This is like a landslide. MJF is definitely gonna take this one for the. He's gonna take this one home. Yeah, um, I agree. Definitely MJF. He's he's gonna save us from the liar that uh, Jungle Boy is. You're a liar. Um, so yeah, definitely MJF all the way. So this was my bold prediction on all elite recaps. I will repeat it here. Uh-oh. Jungle Boy will be the first man to defeat MJF in all elite wrestling. Because MJF can get his heat back. MJF can lose and then talk a promo on on Wednesday and nobody will even remember that he lost. But Jungle Boy needs this win more than any win he has gotten in All Elite Wrestling. So Jungle Boy gets the upset win here. Okay. All right. We'll see. <laughs> well, we got next Word. up. We got next up. <laughs> AEW Women's Championship is going to be on the line. It's a no disqualification, no countouts matchup, as it's going to be Nyla Rose defending against Hakara Shida. This has been building for a number of weeks as Hakara Shida so has. Boring. Huh? She's so boring. Who? Nyla Rose. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Got your gentle stick, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> that was great. I love that. I laughed and I laughed. Uh, Right, but that's the only thing. Like, she hasn't done anything like that's remotely like. I don't know. I'm not excited. I, I'm not. I, I was excited when she won, but I'm still not like. I don't know. I don't feel anything. Okay, go ahead, friend. I'm sorry. There was a pandemic, <laughs> so that might be why you haven't seen her like that. The, pan- the pandemic literally happened like six days after she defended the title for the first time. Okay, sure. <laughs> But who you got? Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida, Miss Chrissy Love. I don't see Nyla losing, so. So you got Nyla winning. Yeah. <laughs> Even if she's boring. Top guy, JJ, who you got? You can already see that this is going to be a her AEW version of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> wow. 
that's not even that's not even right, friend. That's not true. Love like the hate, like not like what, what's up with the hate on Nyla Rose? I'm not hating on her. I just haven't felt anything from her yet. Oh, like, and, and we felt something from her lame ass opponent. Wow. I mean, number one. No. That's right. That's right. I'm defending Nyla Rose right now. You, not, you defend Nyla without insulting Akara Shida. You know what? That's why we true heels. Damn it. Nyla Rose is going to wash her. <laughs> I love Akara Shida. She's been one of the biggest surprise in uh, AEW to me. I feel like uh, this tag team match this past week on Dynamite was four of the five most over females in AEW along with Riho. But I don't see it being Shida's time just yet. I think Nyla gets the victory here. So we All got to agree with me. Huh? All of that to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Christy. I don't agree with you. I agree with Christy. I just said that. Anyway, AEW TNT give me all of a slack about like saying my opinion. I don't get it. TNT Championship title tournament finals, as it's going to be Cody going one-on-one with Lance Archer. Cody uh, got here by defeating Sean Spears, as well as Darby Allen, while Lance Archer defeated Colt Cabana and his brother, Cody's brother, Dustin Rhodes. So this has been building for a number of weeks as it was Jake the St. Roberts that brought the Murderhawk Lance Archer into AEW and challenged Caesar, as he called him, Cody. Uh, <laughs> we saw the face-to-face this past week on Dynamite between the coaches, Arn Anderson and Jake the St. Roberts, which had nothing to do with this matchup at all. But I won't get into that too much. We get into that a little bit more on only recap <laughs> where, where they just went off the rails on that one. But this one has been building for a number of weeks. Of course, it was Jake that put the snake on Cody's wife, Brandy, which uh, makes this a little bit more personal. So who you got? Who's going to be the first ever TNT championship champion? Is it going to be Cody or Lance Archer? Top guy, JJ. Oh, I mean, I, I, I feel a little resentment towards my early prediction from a few true heel heats ago, but I'm sticking to my guns with Lance Archer. I have picked Lance Archer from the start of this tournament to, to, to main event this with Cody, and I'm going with Lance Archer in a controversial finish with the assist of Jake the Snake Roberts to become the first TNT champion. So you're saying Cody still can't get the belt in his own company? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he can. He just he he got to chase it again. Chrissy, oh. <laughs> <laughs> who you got? Oh, this one is a hard one. Um, I I, I see uh, Cody being on top, getting redemption for his wife. You know, so I think Cody might win. I honestly, I think um. This one in uh, MJF and Jungle Boy is like a toss the up. One, yeah. Where, where, well, not just not even like it's uh, like the hardest one. It's just a toss up where either guy can win, and I can see it being the right decision. Okay. There's a, not a lot of there's not a lot of matches in professional wrestling. Period. That if you book it on pay per view, that fans will be okay going either way. And I feel like those are two matches which. Either way, they're going to be in the good. Finally, Cody wins the big one in AEW, winning the TNT Championship. Or Murderhawk Lance Archer continues his war of dominance. But I agree. I'm going to say it this time. I agree with Top Guy JJ that Cody (laughs) will be better. 
Cody will be better in the in chasing role, and I feel like a lot of this uh, rivalry has been thrown together. I talk about that on the All Elite Recap with Jimmy and Cash. A lot of this rivalry has been thrown together ever since the end of the tournament. It feels like very rushed. So I feel, I feel like there's still meat on the bone for them to continue it. So the only way they can do that is with Lance Archer getting the victory here. So I got Lance winning. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, for the start of this tournament, my man SP picked Darby Allen and Cody to, to main event this thing. No, so I now, didn't. so now, no, whatever, no, whatever his pick is, no, I didn't. He picked Cody. He picked Cody to win. No, I didn't. He picked no, Cody didn't. to No, I didn't. I actually I think Darby, Darby and Lance Archer. Correct it, and we'll have. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna have Romeo or Johnny actually put in the specific clip where I said this. <laughs> Archer and Darby, because I never yes. said Cody be and Darby, because be they were on yes. the same bracket. Yes. Yes. So be bitter. You, you, you spent you all this what? time you to be like, uh-huh, I was right, uh -huh. and you couldn't even get that right. Nice I was job, still right. I was still right. Nice I was job, still right. I picked, I picked the final. Wow. I picked yeah. the final. Ball on. Where, where, where's your Darby Allen now, fuckface? Ooh. Uh, Jesus. Where is he? Oh, oh that's a gonna win the casino ladder match and Cody where's and his coffin Love. where's his coffin drop fucker he's gonna win the casino ladder match because already in Chrissy Love he's going for the bigger championship wait you didn't even pick Darby to win that match no, like you just have no belief in Darby Allen whatsoever but you picked him to go to the TNT championship finals good to job Lance to lose to Lance Archer I still got the winner, right? I'm still picking, your own I'm, mistake. I'm still picking the same winner. So thank you. Anywho, you're moving on. AEW oh. World Championship matchup as it's going to be John Moxley defending against Mr. Brody Lee, the exalted one from the Dark Order. It was Brody Lee who debuted in AEW back in March and has been in a war of dominance, kind of proving himself to the Dark Order as the exalted one. And he has stolen the AEW championship, the big platinum, as John Moxley calls it, from the champion John Moxley. Over the last couple of weeks, been taunting him. Uh, 10 versus uh, John Moxley recently on AEW Dynamite this past week. Uh, uh, Moxley threatened to break his arm if Bro Mr. Brody did not give him back the AEW championship. And Mr. Brody said he was leaving. He said, go yeah. ahead and break it. Called his bluff. Yeah. And John Moxley broke Ten's arm. So he's broken a high knight in the Dark Order's arm. Uh, he has his title stolen from him. So a lot of storyline juice behind this in a little bit of a, in only just like a two or three weeks. Yeah. Honestly, this is one of the best built matchups for this entire pay per view. So we got to give it up for AEW for that one. So top guy JJ Moxley versus Brody. Who you got? That's also your AEW has like made feel every match feel important. Like they they yeah. have been doing such an amazing job over the course of this pandemic. So kudos to these motherfuckers because they're gonna nail it on Saturday. But going, <laughs> but going for the championship match, I'm definitely going with John Moxley to retain here. It's gonna be a highly contested match, scary moment for John Moxley during the match. But I see John Moxley barely pulling this off once again. You got Chrissy. Um, I have John Moxley winning. However, I feel like um, Homeboy uh, uh, is going to still have the belt and run away with it. Um, I feel like he's going to win, uh, like, like maybe in like a disqualification. I don't feel like he's going to win clean. You know what I'm saying? I feel like some kind of way he's going to win and still be trying to fight for his belt. 
I don't think there's going to be a DQ. I think that AEW is the type of promotion that knows how to book a winner and a loser without the loser looking like a loser. So mm-hmm. I can see them putting over Brody in a loss and then the Dark Order like attacking John Moxley to distract him long enough for Brody to take the title back. So to, to go along with your prediction. But yes, I do agree that I see John Moxley getting the victory here, getting the victory over Brody Lee. I would not be surprised if Brody Lee got the victory here, especially with my prediction of Scorpio Sky winning the casino ladder match. I think it kind of fits in with the whole storyline of the Exalted One for Scorpio mm. to be the next up to to get a shot at the title so it could work either ways but it's going to be very interesting and this is another matchup where i can see it going either way and i don't see the fans being that angry it going either way but finally what i am calling the main event of the evening after (laughs) what we saw two weeks ago how could you not (laughs) <laughs> After what we saw two weeks ago in that street fight between Broken Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega versus Les Sex Gods, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, this is the biggest match of the night. This is the match that everyone, I am sure, is looking forward to. And this is probably going to be the match that everyone remembers from Double or Nothing, as it's going to be the stadium stampede. There will be a ring on the 50-yard line of the of the stadium in Jacksonville, right by Daly's Place. And there will be Falls Count anywhere inside that arena. The Jaguars Arena in Jacksonville, as it's going to be Broken Matt Hardy teaming up with the members of the elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and yes, Hangman Adam Page versus the Inner Circle, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and Proud and Powerful. A five-on-five match, falls count anywhere in the stadium. This is going to be nuts. This is going to be insane. This is the gift to us fans. Since we didn't get to have blood and guts in March, we get this on pay-per-view this Saturday, May 23rd, Stadium Stampede. Miss Chrissy Love, who you got? The Elite or the Inner Circle? I couldn't hear you. I have the Elite taking this friend all the way. Elite. 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 The Elite. The, the, the Elite. Hell but yeah. Let's is going to win for sure. Who you got, JJ? And this is where the Elite starts to fall apart. This yeah. is where it starts to break down. There will like they have like 37 storylines they're gonna create out of the result of this match from the elite alone. I see the inner circle defeating the elite because of the elite's own mistakes. Yep. <laughs> I could see that, but I'm gonna agree with Miss Chrissy Love. I see the elite getting the win. The sting to WCW of the elite is Hangman Page. Hangman Page is the savior of the elite. And I feel like because he is in this matchup, he is going to be the one that gets the victory here. And uh, But I can see, like, I do agree with JJ on one point. I can see a number of different storylines coming out from this. I can see yeah. them. I can see a miscue with Hangman hitting like a broken mat or a member of the Young Bucks. So there's many different ways that they can come out of this. But I feel like the Elite needs this victory. They have lost too many times to the Inner Circle over the last couple of weeks. And this is their time to get the big win on pay-per-view. 
I'm telling you, if the, if I'm, the inner circle wins. I'm getting those kicks, yo. Which one? Oh, that sneakers on um. On they, put those, they put those inner circle <laughs> kicks on AEW shop. I'm just as legit. Of course, of course you would. <laughs> so we got a plug for our lineup up on our YouTube channel as we wrap up True Hill Heat 75. If you guys haven't already, if you weren't already thinking about it, go out your way and order AEW Double or Nothing this Saturday. I know I'm going to be watching it. The fellas over on the All Elite Recap are going to be watching it. And this uh, this weekend, we're actually going to have an All Elite, re- uh, All Elite Recap Special Edition for Double or Nothing. As it's going to be Jimmy Cash, myself, and Romeo doing a roundtable for Double or Nothing this weekend. Up on the YouTube channel right now, we have our Season 2 finale review of Dark Side of the Ring, The Final Days of Owen Hart, with myself, Top Guy JJ, Miss Chrissy Love, and Romeo. And all new SmackDown with the Lynches is also up right now, as well as new Dark, Dark Power, All Elite Recap. And a very special exclusive interview as it's True Hills BTR Between the Ropes with AJ Kirsch of a- of MLW Major League Wrestling. He's one of the commentators as well as he was on Tough Enough Season, the Stone Cold Season in 2011. So definitely cut, uh, check that out as we talk about his entire career. That's going to be up on our YouTube channel this weekend. And of course, we'll have a new edition of The Undertaker The Last Ride review this coming Sunday and an all-new True Rewind Monday Night Roar on Monday as well. And of course, we got to hype... Are a new, another true rewind series as me and Chrissy Love will review season one of Dark Side of the Ring. Are you ready for that, Miss Chrissy? I am ready. Um, so, are you going to be joining us for our review of the first episode of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth: The Match Made in Heaven? Absolutely. I mean, that was. I mean, it was a thing of beauty to watch. Hell yes! I, I, I would love to join you guys for that one. That was really, really fantastic watching that, and it was so refreshing. So we're Hell yeah. Let's put this man on that video. We'll have that up on the YouTube channel probably sometime next week. So you can definitely check that out as well. And an update, if you guys haven't already, you can check out. We have a very special video for you, the viewers, the subscribers of True Hill Heat. We just eclipsed 450 subscribers for our YouTube channel. We're about at... 461, 462 right now. So we're less than 40 subscribers away from 500 subscribers. So you guys do your part, like this video, push that subscribe button, share this video so more subscribers, more wrestling fans like yourself discovers all this great, consistent True Hill Heat content right here on True Hill Heat. So... (laughs) Final plugs, Facebook, you can find us at True Hill Heat, as well as on Twitter and Instagram. The True Hills group page is Us All Up, as well as the Pro Wrestling Spotlight and Battle Club Pro. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Miss Chrissy Love, Top Guy JJ, where can they find you? I am the station Miss Chrissy Love. You can find me on Twitter, IGN, on Facebook, uh, Miss Chrissy Love underscore, or Chrissy Love, or you can find me underneath my name, which is Crystal Lynch. All right, and for myself, it's Instagram is Trujillo underscore Top Guy JJ, and at Facebook, simply Justin Johnson. And of course, you can listen to True Hill Heat on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you're listening to us right now, push that subscribe button or that favorite button so you can be up to date and notified when the next True Hill Heat content hits your podcast feed. So, 
for the princess of all the true heels, Miss Chrissy Love. For the resident true heel alcoholic, top guy JJ, it is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. Push that like button, push that subscribe button for more. For True Hill Heat 75 until True Hill Heat 76, we are signing off until next week. Laters.